Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I don't know why the media is absolutely obsessed with the losses of the rich and famous. However, since this recession started, well, they're still not calling it a recession yet, but by definition, it is. Or if you want to settle on the term bear market, either way, since the start of it, there have been countless headlines about the fortunes lost by famous people. The numbers are absolutely shocking. However, the reports are inaccurate most of the time. So today we're going to discuss the so-called losses of 2022. If you follow the headlines, you'd believe that pretty much everyone that had investments is heading for food stamps and ramen noodle diets. Some of the favorite people that love to be highlighted are Elon Musk, who is the CEO of SpaceX and Tesla, also the world's richest man, Jeff Bezos, who needs no introduction as the founder of Amazon, although he has stepped down as the CEO, and of course, our good friend, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook and the CEO of his parent company, Meta. These three gentlemen, just to name a few, have lost billions. At least that's what the media would have you to believe, especially Elon Musk. I've seen figures as high as $70 billion have estimated his losses to be. However, the thing that they're not sharing is there is a huge difference between a loss and an unrealized loss. And just to give you a few examples, a lot of people lost a lot of money on football this weekend. First of all, there were so many upsets. I can't even think of a weekend like this. I mean, sports is always filled with drama, but this weekend in particular, if you're watching the NFL and college, there were just a lot of upsets. But the one that sticks out was New York Jets beating the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely mind-blowing. But I'm sure people who made bets on the Green Bay Packers, knowing very well that that was supposed to be an easy win for them, they lost money. Another example of losing money is, let's say I misplaced a $100 bill. It falls out of my pocket or my wallet. That is losing money. Or let's say I'm an ice cream vendor. I'm getting ready to go to a county fair and I buy $1,000 worth of frozen goods. My freezer melts out and I lose all of my inventory. Well, that is losing $1,000. But that is completely different than an unrealized loss. So for example, if I bought a house for $400,000 18 months ago, And I look at the value of that house today, I call up a real estate agent and ask them to give me a value for my house, and they say it is $300,000. On paper, that might sound like I lost $100,000 since I purchased a house. However, that is not necessarily true. Unless I sell that house today, it is an unrealized loss. That loss is just in paper, the value of the house, but it really doesn't matter as long as I'm living in it. A lot of people might look at their IRAs and their 401ks, see that the stock market and all their investments are down significantly. So let's just say at the peak of it, it was $500,000 and you look at it today and it is $250,000. Well, if you follow what the media is saying, you've lost $250,000, but no, that is not true. Although its value is cut in half or down $250,000, it is unrealized loss because unless you cash it out, sell off everything and draw it out in dollars, then you really haven't lost anything. The value is down, but you haven't lost. Remember, losses are not losses until they're realized. And when I say realized, meaning that you're selling it for a loss. But here's the thing, something that even the media does not report. Let's just say that Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, they all decide to sell their stocks, which is the majority of their net worth, at the absolute bottom of whatever this recession is. Maybe it's right now, maybe it's another 10, 15, 20%, who really knows? 
But let's just say when it bottoms out, they decide to sell all of their stocks at that point. Even then, they still really haven't lost money. Because remember, when they started their companies, let's say they put a million dollars into it, two million dollars. I don't know exactly what figure each of these men put into it. But I can definitely tell you it is nowhere near their net worth right now and what those stocks are valued. So even if they sell it at a very depressed rate from where it was 18 months ago, they're still not losing money. They're way up above their initial investment, maybe thousands of percents. So just like at the peak of a market when everything is up, you really haven't made money. Well, it's the same thing that applies when when everything is down It's not until you sell it, you haven't really lost money. So almost every week I see these headlines in the Web3 space as far as these quote unquote reporters. They're saying that Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Neymar and all these celebrities that have bought Bored Apes have lost millions of dollars. The truth is they haven't because they're still holding it. In the case of Eminem and Snoop Dogg, they're building brands around the intellectual property, the IP of their characters. Those bored apes are featured on products and music videos and so many other areas. They're monetizing it. So although they haven't sold, they actually are making money on it. Sure, the value of them on the open market might have fallen, but also... That is just the overall market. Those specific ones have an increased value for a couple reasons. Number one, they're using them in commercial ways, but also knowing that the previous owner was a celebrity gives it increased value. And there is no way to quantify that to see how much Snoop Dogg's Bored Ape is worth in comparison to the floor price. It has nothing to do with the rarity. And what something is worth is what the next person is willing to pay for it. So, for example, let's say Snoop Dogg decides to sell his Bored Ape today. He puts it up for auction, and his biggest fan just happens to be a member of the NFT community and has a lot of disposable income. And maybe he has another dozen fans just like that. Guess what's going to happen? A bidding war is going to break out, and that has nothing to do with the value of the floor price of the other Bored Apes. They specifically want Snoop Dogg's Bored Ape because it was in the music video. And that's something that the reporters just can't understand or not quantifying. However, they just want to report that the losses were made. But let's just go to some regular apes, not even these celebrity apes. Even if someone purchased their NFTs at $500 or all the way up to $5,000, it doesn't matter. Despite what the peak price was, again, it has fallen all the way down now to maybe like the $100,000 range or whatever. They still haven't lost any money. Even if they sell it right now at the floor price, they're going to profit almost that full hundred thousand plus dollars. Why? Because they got in at 500 or 5,000. But the reporters don't say, hey, this person just made a hundred thousand dollars on this sale. They purchased it for five thousand dollars and now they're selling it for a hundred and five thousand dollars. No, what they're going to say is that Board Abe was worth 250 three months ago and now they're only selling it for a hundred and five thousand dollars. And they never report the fact that the same thing I was just saying. That unrealized gain with the price was all the way up and the unrealized loss from the price falling, it doesn't matter because the sale was never made. And the same thing happens when they're reporting about Luna, for example. When Luna, Terra, and their stablecoin and everything collapsed that entire ecosystem, they were reporting the billions of dollars that were lost by people. However, they did not calculate or factor in the fact that a lot of that value being pushed up was just the paper value. So some people might have put in a couple thousand dollars and then their value on paper went up to the millions of dollars. And it's going to be reported that they lost millions, but not really. They really lost those couple thousand dollars that they initially put in. I mean, that doesn't make the pain any better. Seeing that at one point your wallet was worth, let's say, a million dollars and now it's only worth a hundred dollars, that hurts a lot. But it's not like they bought in at the peak and saw it fall all the way down, which some people did. 
and that really hurts. But the people that ran up the most, they purchased it at very low prices and just kept the money there. And those quote unquote returns that were on paper, the money was compounding as they were printing more coins and tokens. Then it was just wiped out. It was vanished, at least that value on paper. And that's exactly what happened. So that's a completely different thing. So why are these losses being overreported anyways? Well, this is something that I've mentioned many times. It's like a reporter's motto. If it bleeds, it leads. The worse the news it is, the more people tune into it. You'll always see this at commercial breaks or anything. They always leave a cliffhanger of like the most horrific, the saddest, the most horrible news ever. And they'll say, we'll report on that right after this break. Why? Because they want you to tune in and come back. They sit through the commercials. That's what's paying the bills, not necessarily reporting. And then you come back and you hear whatever story it was because you were just left off at that horrible cliffhanger. People are interested in bad headlines. In addition to that, there's also institutional FUD, meaning a lot of these legacy companies and legacy brands, legacy money, even the Fed and all the stuff that they're doing with the dollar and all that, which I'm not even going to get into on this episode. There's a lot of reason for them to want to FUD Web3. They want to spread fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And that's what FUD means if you're new to this whole ecosystem and not familiar with all those acronyms. But FUD is something that is being spread to help to lower the price. People hear some bad news and what do they do? They want to pull out their money. They want to go elsewhere. And that is something that has been used by the governments, various regulatory agencies, or even competitors. For example, the traditional banking institutions, they don't want people to go to crypto where there's lightning speed transactions and and low fees, crossing borders and all that stuff. No, they want you to stick into the old school way. So, of course, they're going to spread the most FUD, fear, uncertainty and doubt, because they want people to say, you know what, this is too much risk. I'm going to just stick with wire transferring my U.S. dollars, even though it's going to take days and it's going to take a lot of money. But it's been safe, tested and true for decades. And that's what they want. But in addition to that, without any kind of FUD conspiracy, although the West is capitalistic at heart, there is like an underlying disdain for wealth. And even if you look at comic books or movies, a lot of the times you're going to see these businessmen as like the biggest villains. We're talking about Lex Luthor for Superman, Kingpin, Norman Osborn, and his son Harry Osborn, of course, in Spider-Man. Most of the James Bond villains, they're usually wealthy businessmen. So it's almost like society on a whole is rooting against people with wealth losing money and hyperinflating these numbers only gets more clicks and so forth. But have people lost money with NFTs? Absolutely. I'm not going to downplay that. People definitely have lost money, but not everybody. For example, I can honestly say I haven't. Although I might have sold a handful of NFTs for a slight loss, overall, I have a net positive gain. But here's the thing. I'm not some massive trader. A lot of the times I collect these things. So if I was supposed to sell everything that I own right now on the floor at the current prices, well, then, yes, I would have some massive losses. But because I collected these things and I'm sitting on them and the ones that I happen to sell happen to have an increased value at the time. That is why I have a net profit. And I'm not some sort of Warren Buffett of Web3. It just so happens that my mentality coming into this was not necessarily to make quick flips. I was literally buying things that I like getting into communities that I saw value, and playing with this tech just in general. So when I hear people say, well, we've all lost money, I kind of laugh at that because no, we haven't all lost money. Are all of our values down? Well, probably, I would say maybe 90%, 95% of people. 
However, what if you were someone that really only came into the space within the last two or three months and you just started to pick off the things that are on the bottom? Well, you came in at a great time. Maybe you just listened to this podcast or other podcasts and YouTube videos and you're watching all of that and you just didn't have any funds to jump into it until maybe, I don't know, a birthday or a bonus at work or something and you were able to just pick off everything at rock bottom prices. Well, then guess what? You haven't lost any money. And in fact, you bought at a very depressed price. And most likely, you're the one who's going to have the highest gains if these things turn around. But again, it's not a loss or a gain until a sale is made. But I hope this episode just sort of clears up all this stuff because there's just every single time I go onto Twitter or I open up these blogs or anything, and I'm seeing that celebrities are losing millions of dollars on NFTs and all that. And once you just really look at it, it's like, no, they're not. They're still sitting in it. And I just want to clear all of that up because there's a lot of misconception, a lot of misleading by the media. And if you find this content valuable, I'd absolutely appreciate it on whatever platform that you are using to just leave a rating and review. This is something that is very valuable to the show. It helps other people to find it, helps give it a boost when people are searching for a new show. It's not something I've asked about for a while. However, they say, ask and you shall receive. And it is a great way that you could help out the show. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.